Turn to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 14. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. John 5 and 6. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? And finally in Hosea 14 and 4, the Lord says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely for my anger has turned away from them. Jeremiah 6, 14 again, they've healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. Slightly healed. Slightly healed. Would you say that after me, please? Slightly healed. You may be seated. Jesus saw him lying there. Knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? Ask your neighbor, do you want to be made well? Strange question. Strange that Jesus would ask a man who was sick whether he wanted to be made well. The man had been infirm for 38 years. He'd been waiting at the place of healing for a long time. Yet Jesus, before he would do anything for the man, Pause, ask the man, wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be well? If I'd been there, I would have butted in, maybe. And said, of course he wants to be made well. Of course he wants to be whole. Why else would he be here day by day? But let me inform you that there are many people who choose to be sick rather than to be well. They don't even want to be made well. Some of them choose to be sick because they don't want to work. <laughs> Enjoying that disability those days off, somewhere at the beach jogging. Don't want to be made well. Don't want to be held accountable. If you're well, you don't have an excuse. People can demand things of you and expect that you ought to do them. But when you can say, well, I got sick, then you've got an excuse.
can't be held accountable. You got a lawsuit in. One lady came walking by me one night with a neck brace on. I said, let me pray for your neck. No, no, no. <laughs> got a lawsuit. It's going to pay off pretty soon. After I get my money, then you can pray for me. They don't want to be judged as a normal person. Well, I can't do what other folk do because I'm not healthy like other folk are. So there are a lot of people who don't want to be well. Spiritually, there are a lot of people in the church that really don't want to be well. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to have to come up to the standard that the word of God has proclaimed. They want to give up the flesh and the world and the material things and the physical things and the pleasures that they'd have to give up to be well. So they say, I'd rather be sick. I don't want to be well. Other people choose sickness as a technique for coping with life. They don't want to go out and face the pressures and the challenges that normal people fail face in life. So they choose sickness and they avoid and hide from the challenges of life. And then some choose or prefer sickness rather than to endure the painful medical treatment, the surgery, the disciplines, the diet that's going to be required if they are to be healthy. Growth is on their body. The growth promises mother more damage. The doctor says, I've got to cut it off. I've got to do surgery right away. No, you're not going to cut on me. I'd rather be like I am than to go through what you want to do surgically to me. Run 30 minutes or an hour every day, take an exercise, lose 15 to 20 pounds. No, I'd rather stay like I am and not have to go through all of that stress, all that strain, all that exercise. Stop eating barbecue ribs, <laughs> coconut cake, five and six Coca-Colas a day. No, those dietary restrictions are too much. I don't want to have to go through all that. If that's what it's going to take, I'll just be like I am. I don't want to be well. Is anybody here today? So many would look at what they've got to go through spiritually and biblically. You know, we're not just having fun up in here. We're trying to establish some lifestyles that will give glory to God and some living patterns that will please the Lord and that will open us up to the blessing of the Lord in our lives. But so many people say, rather than go through all that, I'd rather be sick. But you know, I want to proclaim today that in many areas of life, we should not strive for less than the best. So many people just settle for any old thing. Is there anybody here who wants the best from God?
and he wants to do the best for the Lord. Best intellectually, best spiritually, best physically, best materially, best in every area of our lives. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got one in you that gives you power to overcome and to surmount any obstacle, any difficulty, any hardship that you might possess. The saints ought not be the bottom, the saints ought to be the top. That if God wants to bless anybody, he wants to bless his people. And I'm one of his people. Come on, tell your name. If God wants to bless anybody, he wants to bless his people. And I'm one of the people of the Lord. So tell three people, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. Lord, help me preach today. So many people have that will do, that'll do mentality. They have a that'll do mentality in their work performance. So they do just enough to get by. They have a that'll do mentality in their educational pursuit. So they don't press themselves and even after the formal education, they don't read, they don't study, they're not aware and alert. The intellectual forces at work in the world in which they live. That'll do personality in their financial affairs, in their credit business. If you are a saint, you ought to have a good credit rating. If you are a saint, you ought to have a good record for paying your debts. Mm -hmm. Not all the robbers put a gun in your face. There are some robbers who say, listen, uh, my rent's due. I need some money. I want you to help me out and I'll pay you back. They don't have no intention of paying you back. And if somebody takes your money without an intention of paying you back, and get the money under false pretenses, they've robbed you. Am I preaching today or not? Lord, am I up here by myself? The best that you can in your marriage, in your family, in your dress, in your appearance. But so many people say, I'd rather be sick. In some way, sicknesses could be enjoyable. Mentally, mentally ill people who hold forth the excuse of mental illness sometimes choose mental illness. They, 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 there are some things they don't want to do. And if they are mentally and emotionally ill, then they don't have to do them. Some things they want to say that they could not say if they were sane, and so they're going off on folk everywhere, choosing mental illness choosing addictions that free them from the pressures of life and help them to go through life without even knowing what's going on. A person who is a drug addict chooses to modify and transform their minds, their hearts, their lives by falsely creating a world through drugs or alcohol and they know that when they do this, they won't be held responsible for what they are and what they wish to crave for. Cravings resulting from unhealthy conditions of heart and mind, various perversions, various twisted ways of living, uh, illnesses, mental and emotional, that people choose because they want to be sick. So what I'm saying is, after all this, is Jesus was right in asking this man, before I mess up your good thing, 
for I destroy your hustle and your excuse. Let me find out, do you really want to be well or not? Uh-huh. You might have wanted to lie there beside the pool. You've been there for 38 years. You might want to stay there. You got your crowd, your, your poolside crowd. Your down and out crowd. Folk who are making excuses and explaining their failures by reference to their inabilities and the conditions that they face. Listen, God does not put you under the circumstances, and you're not supposed to be all right under the circumstances. You are above your circumstances. And if you've got God in your life, you're not subject to your circumstances. So today we might all ask ourselves the same question. Do I want to be whole? Quiet in here. Do I want to be healthy? Or do I merely have religious aspirations? Some folks love the atmosphere, love the praise, love being around the saints. I'm going to stay here. I know I'm not really in this thing, but I want to stay here just in case sometime, just before I die, I want to get in. Then I won't have to at least start a church. I'll already be a part of a church, and I can set it up and fix it all right then. Uh-huh. Do you really want to be well? The church is a crisis resource center for some people. I said the church is a crisis resource center for some people. In case of emergency, when they really want it, when they really desire something of it, when there's really something they want to deal with and get fixed in their lives, then they are there at the church for it to happen. But normally, they, they're not into it. You know, I, I'm, I'm a member of West Angeles, but I'm not into all the stuff they're into. Some things I'm, I'm just not with. I'm, I'm not uh, participant in that, all that Holy Ghost stuff, all that speaking in tongues. I hear that 50% of the people in the Pentecostal church have never spoken in tongues. Ask your neighbor, have you ever spoken in tongues? Not Nick, I don't want to make you mad now. How am I doing so far? All right. And some people go to the doctor and say, don't heal me, just keep me alive. Are you seeking true and complete deliverance or do you want just enough to get by? Jeremiah 6.14 says, and refers to individuals. The phrase, daughter of my people, is merely a reference to the people and their descendants. He refers to people who had a dangerous and critical disease. And he proclaims that they had assumed that their disease had been cured, that the treatment had been successful when in reality they'd only been slightly healed. The disease to which Jeremiah referred was a spiritual disease, the moral disease rather than a physical disease. And the spiritual leaders, the priests and the prophets of that day, had slightly healed the spiritual disease by saying, peace, it's all right, you're healed, you're everything God wants you to be, you're up to standard, go on and live your life and pursue your goals and your objectives, and they proclaimed that they were all right and that they were healed even before the process of healing had really began to work. 
they cause, cause skin to grow over the wound rather than going to the core of the wound and letting the wound heal from the inside out. Listen, if the, the, the skin is healed, but nevertheless, there's a wound underneath the skin that has no way to get air, no way to get oxygen, and the wound will become worse than it ever was before. But if you open it up and expose it to the healing properties of oxygen and air and sterilize it and clean out all the stuff that should not be there and let it heal from the inside out, then you have a healed person. You have a healed condition. Otherwise, you've got a slightly healed condition. Hallelujah. So anybody who wants God to work from the inside out. They looked upon their condition as if it were a trifle, a minor thing, when in reality their condition was a deadly condition that would destroy him. He is a false friend, a false preacher, even a dangerous enemy who flatters us and soothes us without warning us of pending destruction. The prophets, the priests, slightly healed the people by not telling them the destruction that was on the way, but telling them, you're all right, you're doing good. Keep on going like you're going. And sometimes we in the church, by our cool and relaxed manner, are sometimes proclaiming the nonverbal message of slightly healed and peace, peace. The world is dying. The world is dying. And we do not seem concerned, and we don't seem to be alarmed. We walk by people on their way to hell, that we don't reach out and tell them there's a better life than Sophie. You can do better than this. We allow our children, our families, our loved ones to go to hell without knowing Jesus Christ, without informing them of the danger of the road they're traveling on, and so we only leave them slightly healed, rather than completely healed, rather than completely delivered. Have you ever observed the course of a disease? How many of you have had a loved one to die from a long-term illness? At first, they looked just fine. They were smiling, talking, going to work, doing all the things that they could do. But after a while, there was a loss of energy, a loss of strength. They were slow about getting up. They slept a lot more than they normally did. Their eyes began to look void and empty, and their skin began to change in their complexion. Their steps became slow, and their management of their life and their bodies became handicapped and limited. Their voice began weak, and they did not have an appetite as they did before. You know something's wrong when folks start losing their appetite. Stayed in bed sometimes all day long. They missed work. They went until from one level of weakness and ailment to another. Pains began to rack their bodies. After a while, they began to lose the ability to function and to care for themselves and to be productive in life. Finally, they were bedridden and pain racked, and the course, the disease ran its course until finally death took place and they passed away. Have you ever observed the course? of a spiritual disease, you're in church, praising God, on your feet on every song, praying, reading your Bible, studying the word of God. After a while, you did not read the Bible, 
as much as you did before. And you began looking at your watch when the preacher had only been up five minutes. Why doesn't he hurry up? I want to hear this. I want to experience that. Leaving church early, not interested in the things of God, excited about things that came on television and shows and programs and movies that came out and songs that were written, but not excited about God. When you lose your excitement about serving God and living for God, then you're on the road to illness and death, spiritual death. When you lose your love of God, your excitement about the work of God, then something is going wrong and you're not going to be able to function as you should spiritually. So it is in life. At the first year, you were all right. But as the years went by, as the days went by, you became slightly healed. The Bible says, examine yourself. Take heed to yourself. What is your spiritual condition? Are you really healthy? Are you slightly healed? A person who is not completely healed cannot function at full capacity. A person who is slightly healed lives a below par life because number one, there's strength that you can have from God when you're spiritually healthy. But when you're not spiritually healthy, you don't have the strength and the stamina that you might desire and long for. You don't have endurance. There are some people who just can't take anything. Someone looks at you funny. You lose your anointing. You lose your walk in God. But when you really love God and have the power of God in your life, you can go through and you can endure almost anything that might come upon you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount upon wings like eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. So there's a limitation of strength, a limitation of endurance, a limitation of your spiritual capacities. There's the presence of spiritual anxiety and discontent when you're slightly healed. Somebody else can catch your condition because if you hang around with somebody that's not really spiritually sound, you'll become like they are and you'll begin to get weak also. Are you with me today? Spiritual weakness leads to death and so spiritually sick men are still saying peace, peace. Everything is all right when things are not, in, not all right. And so they're in that condition and they have real good excuses for the condition that they're in. Number one, they say, I know I'm all right because God is merciful. Yes, God is merciful, but also God is just and it's possible to rely upon God's mercy and fail to understand that God is also a God of justice and go beyond the boundaries of God's mercy. God said, my spirit will not always strive with man. After a while, the Lord gets tired and the Lord gets weary and you can go beyond the boundaries of God's mercy. I know he's merciful, but if you're depending on God's mercy, God ain't gonna do nothing because he's merciful. Then God brings his wrath 
and his judgment down upon you. And then they have another excuse. And they say, I'm no worse than other Christians. If that brother over there is saved, then I'm saved too. But what you don't realize, that brother over there is not saved. And you're following the wrong example. Man at his best is a poor example. So I'm going to follow Jesus. Come on, tell your neighbor, man at his best is a poor example. I'm going to follow Jesus. Yes. Don't follow the preacher. Don't follow the choir. But follow Jesus. Hallelujah. So spiritual people are looking for other models than Jesus Christ. Somebody said, I will repent someday. I don't want to get right today. But I'm going to get straight someday. But child of God, you don't know when your death day will come. You don't know when you'll no longer be able to walk the face of the earth. You don't know when you won't be able to rise up off your bed. Today is the time that you have. And now is the hour of salvation. When God calls, you need to be ready to answer. Someone will use the other excuse of saying, I'm a member of the church. And if I'm a member of the church, that means I'm all right. No, my brother, my sister, that does not mean you are all right. The key is not being a member of the church. Yes, you need to be a member of the church, but you can go to hell just being a member of the church. Do you know Jesus? I said, do you know Jesus? They use the excuse. Say, maybe the Bible is wrong about hell. Well, let me say, maybe the Bible is right about hell. I'd rather live holy and try to stay out of hell and be wrong. I'd rather stay out of, I'd rather live holy for God and walk in the way of God. Hallelujah. I'd rather be wrong and live this life than be right. Hallelujah. And fail to obey the will of God. Fail to seek God's will. Fail to walk in God's way. I may be wrong, but you may be wrong too. Come on and praise God. Praise God. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Yes, if there's no heaven, if there's no hell, I'd still love God. I would still want to have his power at work in my life. I'd rather have Jesus than live without him and walk without him and never know him. Yes, someone said, I believe in Jesus. Isn't that enough? Well, no, that's not enough. You've got to receive him and love him. The devil believes and knows who Jesus is, but he's going to hell. Hallelujah. I'd rather have Jesus in my life, in charge of my life, my living and every day. I'd rather walk with him and talk with him and have him as my own. It's good to be in the church, but it's better to have Jesus in your heart and in your life. I've got to stop now and take my seat. But I want to tell you, God said in Hosea 14 and verse 4, 
I will heal their backsliding. I will fix them. I will help them. I will transform them so they can do my will, walk in my way, and have my power. Somebody in the house of the Lord ought to say, Lord, I want to be what you want me to be. I want to live like you want me to live. I want to walk in your way. Healing will come into your life when you come before the Lord. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be below par. You can be everything that God wants you to be. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, you can be everything that God wants you to be. I don't know about you, but I want to rise higher and higher every day. Healing will come. Healing can come. Healing is yours. If you want to be healed, number one, you've got to repent. Ask God's forgiveness. So many folks never repent. They go in and out of the church, in and out of life without repenting. But every once in a while, you ought to look up to God and say, Lord, at my best, I'm inadequate. Lord, at my best, I can't come up to the standard. Lord, forgive me and try me one more time. Help me to turn around and be the person that you'd have me to be. Lord, I'm sorry. I love you. I praise your name. Lift your hand and say, Lord, if I've done anything that would displease you, forgive me and try me one more time. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've not come up to par. Lord, I'm sorry, but I'm here, Lord, seeking you with all of my heart. So it starts by repentance and telling God that you're sorry and that you want to be forgiven in the power of God. But then also forgiveness and healing. Healing comes by believing in Jesus, believing that he's the son of God, believing in too his will and his way, having your hand in his hand and your heart in him. If you really love him, if you really believe him, you're on the way toward healing. If you get in Christ, if you believe God so loved the world that whosoever believed that he gave his son, that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe into Jesus. Step into Jesus, into his love, in his power, in his righteousness. Healing comes through repentance. Healing comes through believing. Healing comes through self-denial. For Jesus said, if you come after me, deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow me daily. If you want to do God's will, you've got to set flesh and self aside. And when you do, God steps in and begins to heal you and take you higher than you've ever gone before. Live the life. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Get the power of God at work in your life. Holy Ghost power 
I said, Holy Ghost power will work healing in your life. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Raise your hand and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, I want your power. I want your anointing power to do your will. Power to walk in your way. Power to walk righteously with you. Power to win other folk into the kingdom. Stand up, everybody. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, fill me with your power. Fill me with the anointing. Come on and praise him. Praise him. God will. God will. God will take you higher than you've ever gone before. God will heal you, fix you for the doing of his will. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, fix me. Fix me to do your will. Fix me to walk in your way. Fix me to obey your voice. Lord, I'm coming in for spiritual, physical. Lord, I'm coming in for you to work on me and heal me so I'll be the person you want me to be. Lord, I'm coming for a spiritual examination. Search me, touch me, cleanse me. If you find anything that should not be, take it out of me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. Raise your hand and say, Lord, fix me. Search my mind. Search my will. If you find anything that should not be, take it out of me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. Yes. Come on and praise the Lord. Yes. Oh, bless his name. Shake hands with three people and tell them I want to be well. I want to be well. Shake three hands and say, I want to be what God would have me to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke to that man. He'd been sick for 38 years. Every day they brought him to the pool. Every day he was there begging and seeking help. Every day he was in the fellowship of the infirm, other sick folk all around. They sat together, mourning and talking about their sickness, about their limitation telling one about the pain, telling another about the sickness. All day long, they were telling one another, I'm having it rough. I'm just barely getting by. The man might have enjoyed sitting around hearing those sorrowful stories and singing the blues, but somebody ought to get tired of just singing the blues and say, Lord, I need a new song. Take me up out of this higher than I've ever gone before. And so Jesus said to the young man, 
I don't want to mess up your good thing. Are you just satisfied to be like you are and what you are? Are you satisfied to sit here and sing the blues all day? God has something better for you. God has a miracle he wants to perform in your life. But I don't want to do it if you don't want me to do it. And the Lord is saying to you, you don't have to be what you want to be. You don't have to be what I want you to be. What I would do in your life, you can be more. You can do better. But I don't want to do it if you don't want me to do it. Lift up your head and say, Lord, I want you to do it in the name of Jesus. The man made excuses. He said, folk get in my way. And folk are still saying that today. I would do better. But somebody got in my way. Somebody blocked me out. Somebody held me back. Every time I try to get in the pool, somebody steps in before I can make it. But he finally just stopped making excuses. And this child of God, you need to not make any excuse. Not have any reason for what you're dealing with. But say, Lord, I want to be well. And finally the man spoke out and he said, yes, I want to be well. Yes, I'm tired of the fellowship of the infirm. I'm tired of coming here every day, lying on this bed. I'm tired. I know I can do better. I know I can be better. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to be well. And child of God, when you come to the place of yes, God will turn your life around. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, when you come to the place of yes, God will turn your life around. You need to raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm tired of failure. Lord, I'm tired of shortcomings. Lord, I'm tired of being a that'll-do person. I'm tired of not being what I ought to be. Lord, help me, help me to walk in your way. Help me to walk in your power. Oh, help me to be the person you'd have me to be. Lift your hand and say yes. Yes to your will. Yes. Yes to your command. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on and praise him. Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something down deep in the man's heart began to speak out. Jesus discerned it and sensed his faith and his longing to be more than he had been. He'd been there for 38 years. But when Jesus saw his faith and yes in his heart, Jesus said, arise, take up your bed and walk. And straightway legs that had not worked for 38 years began to take on strength a body that had been carried around for 38 years received vitality. The man got out of bed 
stood up on his feet, began to praise God, picked up his bed. He carried the thing that had been carrying him. Neighbor, you're going to carry the thing that had been carrying you. You're going to pick it up. You're going to pick up your family, pick up your responsibility, pick up your health, pick up your joy, pick up your healing, pick up your strength. God has a miracle with your name on it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God has a miracle with your name written on it. Tell your neighbor, rise up in the name of Jesus. Rise up higher in the power of God. Yes, yes, yes. The thing that's been holding you down, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. Rise up higher, go higher in your faith, higher in your Christian walk, higher in the power of God. Yes, yes, yes. Are there any tired folk? Are there any tired folk? I said, are there any tired folk in the house of God? Tired of half par tired of the low part, tired of infirmity, tired of being slightly healed, tired of being without the power of God, tired of the level you're living on. Is there anybody that wants to go up higher? Tell three people, I want to go higher. people let's go higher higher I'm tired of where I am I'm tired of what I've got I want more I want the power I want the anointing I want your presence lift up your hand and say Lord if you've got any more for me I want it in the name of Jesus clap your hands open your mouth and tell God I love you I thank you, I praise you. Glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wish you'd praise it. I wish you would praise it. Hallelujah. The anointing, the miracle, the blessing is in your praise. Hallelujah. The deliverance is in your praise. God will do it, but you've got to have faith enough to believe that he will. When I count to three, I want everybody in this house, throw your head back, open your mouth, praise God, glorify God till the Holy Ghost sweeps through this place. One, two, three, praise him.
Hallelujah. 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 The man took up his bed, picked up his bed, and began to walk. I'm going to ask you to do something by faith, symbolically. It's putting your difficulties and your problems under your feet. When I count to three, I just want you to take a walk with your hands lifted up. Say, Lord, I'm walking out of my limitation, out of my past, into your power. I'm praising you. The work is done. The work is done. While you're walking, just say the work is done in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. One, two, three, start walking. Yes, yes, yes. Moving to another place. I'm moving to another level. I'm rising to another level. I'm going higher in the name of Jesus. I'm not what I used to be. Not where I used to be. Higher. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Yadaba Soko. Shakobahasa. Yadaba Soko. Eloded Bakosa. Hallelujah. Spirit of the Lord is in this room right now. Everybody in this room who has made up your mind, Lord, I want to go to another level today. I want to show my obedience and my love, my faithfulness. I want your power right now. And by faith, I've received it. Lord, from this day forward, I'm moving to a higher level. Come on, affirm that to three neighbors. From this day forward, I'm moving to a higher level. From this day forward, moving to a higher level. This day forward, moving to a higher level. Come on, clap your hands and praise God. You're not what you used to be. You're not where you used to be. The word of the Lord has said to you, whatever your inadequacy was, rise up 
and walk. And I'm saying that to you. You're going to have a new walk, a walk of victory, a walk of power, a walk of the anointing of God. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Tell three people, rise up and walk. Somebody needs to accept the Lord today. You've been driven to accept less than the Bible proclaims is available. You've lived at a level, you've lived a life that does not denote, indicate the presence of Jesus Christ and the power of the Lord Jesus. The word of God has been proclaimed today. You don't have to live a below par life. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Jesus wants to give you real life. If you're not saved, if you don't know him, if this message has helped you and God's spirit has helped you to understand that God has more for you and you want to know Jesus as your savior, as your Lord, I want you to raise your hand, lift it up as high as you can. Preacher, I want Jesus to come into my life. I want the power of the Lord to be at work in me. I want to be what Jesus and who Jesus would have me to be. Pray for me, preacher, in the name of the Lord. Lift that hand high, please. If I'm speaking to you, lift it, lift it. Lord, I want to be your child. I want your power. I want your presence. I want to be everything you want me to be. I want to be spiritually healthy in the name of Jesus. I see those hands uplifted. If you don't, if you're asking and warning this wonderful blessing keep your hands up show them show that i will see your hands and know to speak to you lift your hands high lift them high in the name of the lord i want to know your name i want to shake your hand i want to minister to you just for a moment if you lifted your hand and said preacher i want to know jesus step into the aisle come forward quickly come forward quickly come forward quickly Come forward. Let me minister to you. In the name of Jesus. Step out, come forward. Clap your hands, everybody. God bless you, man. Stand right where you are. Face me. Stand right there.